Welcome back. Um, we took a slight hiatus after we found out who our new president was going to be. But we are back now and we're better than ever. Just kidding. Um, but this series, we're going to talk about the state of black health. Um, and that means a lot of different things, especially um, to, to, to Shell, Jasmine and I. And so we hope that y'all will tune in for this next um, possibly eight to ten part series on Black Health. Um, and that we can teach y'all something, that you'll engage with us, um, and that we can all learn something new. So, ladies, how have you all been since um, we last recorded Miss Tichelle? I have been really good. Um, I've been looking forward to this, and I'm really excited that we're back. I'm excited for the next series. Uh, uh, Black Health is really exciting. Um, it can be depressing, but it's exciting to talk about it. And yeah. I'm looking forward to the holidays. It's definitely going to be a different year. But for what it's worth, trying to find things to be excited about. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to finish this dissertation, so most important part. Send me good vibes, everyone. Productive vibes. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could, but really, all I have is memes. So I'll take I'll them. Send you good. Right, Miss <laughs> Jasmine. How have you been since we last recorded? What's new? Yeah, I mean, I have been good, you know, just dealing with COVID mm-hmm. and life. Because, um, you know, as you guys all know, I run a basketball organization. And that has had its many challenges with COVID, you know, because obviously, you know, we're not supposed to be gathering in large groups. And things like that. So definitely it's been a challenge and stressful, but we're still in there. We're still pushing forward. We're really excited about the new administration and to see what new changes and things come out of this. Hopefully 2021 will be a year. And then the holidays have just been really different you know having to be really thoughtful about family members and just thinking about how we can do that if we can do that and yeah what about you Miss Shakina um I have been good sort of kind of I so I was also kind of excited about the new administration more so just to kind of see what was going to happen, not necessarily, um, I mean, I, I voted for the candidate, right? But like, it, I was more, I'm more excited to see what his cabinet is going to look like and what sorts of changes and policies are going to be in place. Um, also talking about what happened on the holiday season, I wasn't able to go home for Thanksgiving, so I'm still like super salty about that although I love my brother Mm -hmm. and my sister-in-law so like thanks for letting me spend it with y'all but um yeah girl I don't know I mean I know it's kind of on topic off topic with what we're talking about with health but like 
you know, seasonal effect disorder, all that is is a real thing. And so your girl has just been struggling with that, with like the seasonal change and trying to remain active. And I don't know, I've, I've just been struggling with trying to adult here lately. So, you know, that's, that's about it. It just be like that sometimes, for real. I really do think that the COVID pandemic has really, like, brought to the forefront how we all need to really take time for, like, our mental health and, like, self-care is, like, really important. And I'm just hoping that we can all, you know, come out okay yeah. Because right now, I don't know. I don't know. Especially, like, my brother recently, while we're on the topic of mental health really quick, my, I had a brother or one of my brother's uh, friends, I guess, who lives here in Utah. Mm-hmm. He just recently tried to commit suicide. And, you know, I can only think that it's probably because you know they can't like their friend group had always been very active and like they would hang out all the time and like go to each other's houses and you know in school and everything and with the pandemic you know kids just aren't able to do that those type of things and so I feel really sad that that happened to him and that my brother's like having to deal with those type of situations right now because I'm sure there are a lot of kids out there who are dealing with some crazy mental things just having to be indoors especially because they don't have a whole lot of power to decide like if they can leave or go you know because they don't like their parents are making these decisions for them and of course parents are only doing what they feel is right and I know some parents who are just like we're not leaving and these kids probably haven't seen any friends like in person in months right I mean, and I think that's something, and I don't know, like, how in-depth we'll get to all of that, like, when we discuss mental health, but I definitely think that's something worth diving a little bit more into, is how mental health is for, like, our youth, right? Because, I mean, like, I know we touch on it a little bit more now, like, in, in terms of mainstream and, like, people being bullied and stuff like that. But I think that it's we have this sort of um, this sort of like outlook to it where it's like, hold on, it'll get better. Things don't last always. Right. And like, that's good because, you know, being almost 10 years removed from high school, like the things that happened in high school really are fairly insignificant. But in that moment, they're so pertinent you know what I mean like it feels so final it feels so like damning almost and I think that that's something that we should probably I don't I mean I don't I don't really know young people but if we can find some we should probably get them on we can have Kobe get on oh my gosh yes yes um for those of y'all who don't know Kobe is like He's he's the group the group's son. He's Tichelle's son, but he's the group's son. He really is. He takes a village. <laughs> right. <laughs> he does. doesn't know it yet, but that's because I haven't been around him yet. He'll call me <laughs> 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 um, oh. 
He'd love it. He'd be all excited. Right? Um, okay, so I know we, after kind of touching on that, and like I said before, Black health just seems so broad and so vast. Um, I know that each of us have kind of had something to do with the health field, whether that's directly or indirectly for, you know, a number of years, whether that's just us taking care of ourselves or by formal trade. So I just want to get a feel for y'all. We'll dive in later about exactly what we'll be talking about um, in each of the series episodes. But what does, like, Black health mean to you all? Just kind of, like, as a general overscope, like, what are the things that tend to stick out to you the most when we when we say that? And what are the things, I think, that, that you find the most interest in with that? Because I know I can definitely nerd out on it. Jasmine has heard me on multiple occasions kind of nerd out, and she's like, really? Like, you lost me after two minutes. But... It's my jam, you know, and I know Tisho can also nerd out on it too, especially since, you know, she's getting her doctoral degree in black health. Well, not necessarily black health, but in public health. So, you know, that also has an umbrella of a of, of an array of different things. So I just kind of starting it to show what what does black health mean to and for you? Sure. Yes, you're right. I could nerd out on this all day. Um, so for Black health, when I talk about Black health, I use Black as an umbrella. And I know that there's pros and cons to that, right? But it's just easier when we're trying to think about I mean, how do people perceive us, right? When they mm-hmm. see us, we're Black. Whether we, no matter where we come from, whether we have an accent or not, like in the United States, we're often perceived as Black. So... Black health to me includes those who identify as African, African American, those who identify as Afro Latinx, so those who are from places like Cuba and the Dominican Republic who look black and perceived as black, but they're actually, um, they might fall into the category of Hispanic Latinx, however they choose to identify, but Afro Latinx is usually how I talk about it when I talk about health. And so, black for short. I think it's so important to talk about. Um, To me, it means the world because it's what we live every day. Um, I've seen it played out in my family, within my family members. What does black health look like versus white health look like, right? Mm -hmm. White health with the air quotes that you guys can't see. Um, Because (laughs) I'm biracial, I've seen the difference in care and quality of care that half of my family has received and the different and then how the other half has received care and I can go on as we all probably have stories of how our family members who identify as black have been treated or um, how their care has been handled and we can share maybe good stories but I would not be surprised if most of them are not the best stories and as someone who's had a lot of well quite a different interactions with healthcare professionals working as a CNA when I was younger um, the way I was treated and perceived in that setting um, when I go to the doctor I've taken my dad for example some of the experiences he's had as a as a as a man who is, you know, would probably identify as African, although he is a citizen here. Um, some of his experiences were just horrible, right? And being there as 
if I wouldn't have been there, who knows what have what have happened. So I think black health is really important to talk about. And I think especially this year where we are seeing more, it seems like, um, whether in good ways or bad. Uh, but it seems like little a little bit better like people are actually taking note of who we are and what we bring to the table and our health is not as great as others and that is not just because of our lifestyle choices and we'll definitely I hope we talk about that how that we are perceived as not caring or you know there's these horrible perceptions of black health and how black people are with their health that I would love to talk about later on but um I'd really hopefully throughout this process and throughout this series we will definitely talk about the disparities and disparities meaning differences that are preventable they are not just differences because one person's black one person's white one person's Latinx these differences are preventable and they're unjust and they're unfair and they often fall on the shoulders of those who identify as black we think about maternal health, um, maternal child health, black mental health, you know, so that was very long-winded, but I'm very excited <laughs> about this topic. I love it. I love yes. to see the passion. Yes, I love it. Thank you. And I'll have to share good news with all of y'all. I think I already told you guys. I'm not sure. But I actually received a fellowship to work on a black health project, specifically for those <laughs> people in predominantly white institutions who identify as black and their health how they perceived it before and after going to school or working at an institution that's predominantly white so yes. details to come round of applause on that one yes right making waves being pioneers and all that not the Christopher Columbus kind but the good oh. the good mm. Nope. I'm just kidding. Who's that? <laughs> right. Who is that? Miss <laughs> Jasmine, what does black health mean to and for you? Yeah, you know, I will have to say that unlike my two very educated um sisters on this call. I have not really taken a huge interest in just health in general as a topic, right? I definitely would say that um, for myself, I'm totally like the typical person, especially like young people, right? I feel like young people just in general just don't really take that much of an interest or haven't really lately in their health as much. And, maybe, and like now I feel like that's sort of trying trend is like turning right where people are getting really really interested in it right but I'm definitely the one who's like I'm like uber scared to go to the doctor like I don't necessarily go all the time like I don't do like the whole annual checkup things I really go when like something's wrong which isn't a good practice and so it's definitely something as I go into the new year that I'm thinking about more. So I feel like this series for me is going to be really interesting and really informational. Um, and I'm just excited to be able to be the, like, ask a lot of questions because I'm just not very um, knowledgeable in this particular subject, I guess. But for me, I feel like Black health is so important 
I feel like there are a lot of disparities that happen within the healthcare system, um, especially for folks of color. And it'll be really interesting to see, I feel like with this new administration, how that's being um, addressed. Because I think like Michelle said, like black people are being seen a lot more, right? Right. People are taking a bigger interest in just like our causes and things being equitable. Like that's a really hot word right now is this idea of equity and inclusion and what does that look like and what does that mean? How can we start to address that gap? Um, So yeah, that was long-winded as well, sort of. But I'm excited for this series and it's going to be really informational. There we go. I mean, I think when each of us talk about being long-winded, like that 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 comes with the territory. You know what I mean? We're we're all pretty, we're all pretty. We are very outspoken. Um, and Mishikaina, how about you? So for me, I think Black health somewhat just means a combination of what you all talked about so I don't know if we've touched on it really before on here but um I did my undergrad at the University of Utah and my major was health promotion education with an emphasis in pre-medicine so my whole end goal up until about a year ago has been to prepare to go to medical school um, specifically, more specifically, because I wanted to address the maternal fetal um, mortality rates of Black women and Black babies. And um, and I felt like, you know, that was just like my calling, right? And then about a year or so ago, I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't really think medical school's for me. Not for real, for real. Um, I want to go to law school and that 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 was mainly because um in a lot of my courses and a lot of our courses as a foundation they have you cover what's called bioethics and that's when they really kind of cover a lot of the inequities a lot of the disparities and a lot of the just blatant ignorance and um for lack of a better term like lack of ignorance lack of infrastructure and just blatant like racism that goes on in the healthcare field um, from all over. That's when I started learning things about Henrietta Lacks, um, when I started learning things about who Dr. Sims really was and how he, you know, was considered the founding father of gynecological medicine and what that really meant for certain people. Um, so for me, that really just opened my eyes. And I think that it also allowed me to realize like who was always at the bottom of the barrels when it came to health and health access. And so, I mean, it's, it's always pretty much people of color, but also more specifically, it's always black people. Um, likewise, when we look at a lot of the interventions that we create to fix those inequities, one thing that you can kind of see across the board, not that it's cookie cutter, but you can also kind of see, well, when you help the black community, the black population, um, and that helps all other populations, right? And I'm also using black in the same way that Tichelle is. Like I'm using it as a vast, um, as a I guess a vast sort of culture or racial identity. But 
my specific training has also been more specifically African-American men um, and boys. And when I say African-American, I mean like second, third generation African-American. And so for me, I think that it's always sort of meant just trying to be a part of the change that we want to see because I have young nephews. At some point, I may or may not want kids. At some point, I may or may not also marry a Black man. And I just want to make sure that I'm giving everybody um, the opportunity to have the quality of health that we deserve. Um, And whether that's also me having kids, making sure that I don't die from preventable stuff because you don't want to listen to me when I tell you my pain level or whatever. Um, So yeah, that was long-winded as well my apologies but I think I just get really passionate about it because a lot of it is so unfortunate even when we break it down to what's currently happening when we're looking at COVID um over I think over a million people have since died from it more or less um yeah yeah Yeah. that sounds about right Mm -hmm. yeah and so when we're looking at that that's like atrocious right because it's like all of that was preventable every last every last COVID death was preventable mm-hmm. um so I I don't know I just get extra in my feels about it now but um I'm excited for us to walk down this journey and to have you know, two people who may consider themselves, well, Shell's definitely an expert. I consider myself, like, intermediate. Jasmine, also probably intermediate, even though she'll try to... No, I'm not, like, the beginner novice level. Okay, so we got a novice, an intermediate, and an expert, so I'm glad (laughs) to hear all of of us... Covering all of our bases. Right. I'm glad to hear each of us being able to talk about it, and then being able to talk about it from our own, like, cultural understandings and our own personal backgrounds and I hope that it helps somebody else like become passionate about it too um and think about health differently and also sorry I should say when I'm talking about health too I don't necessarily just mean in the hospital because like I don't know if y'all know who Dr. Sebi is but that's my guy too I love that man <laughs> and we should all buy some sleep off if you don't know what it is google it <laughs> said Google it. Google it. Right. Um, um, and then I wanted to mention, like, quickly, both Shikaina and I did a an internship for the Utah Department of Health and the Office of Health Disparities. And so both of us, you know, we had other tasks, but one of our tasks, I think, I hope I'm not speaking for you, Shikaina, was to, you know, we, we did have projects that had to do with black health in one way or another whether very specific I did a black mental health project started Mm -hmm. our black health um, group we're on Facebook so um, you know that too I need to we need to revisit that but yeah we had a a Utah black african-american health task force which was really good and then we left to grad school so we need to bring that back but you know, health is always in ways, bits and pieces, it's in our lives. And, you know, Jasmine has help things, does a lot with health and she may not even think about it because she does sports stuff. Um, I, as you can probably, you guys can't see me, but I do not look like I play sports. Maybe if you like 10 years ago, <laughs> but, 
you know that's important too that's important right. too so it is important <laughs> health is broad <laughs> so slight segue to that right when I was in high when I was in high school I used to want a letterman's jacket but I was like I'm the one that's like the least athletic in all of my family so I asked my dad if he would buy me one <laughs> because I just wanted one and he was like no daughter of no child of mine is gonna just be bought with a letterman's jacket like you gotta earn it so then I tried track and field <laughs> anyways I did the field part of track and field I got my letter but tell me yes. why my dad finally bought me my letterman's jacket when I was like a junior in college and he's like I got a surprise it's like I got a surprise for me I was like dad <laughs> bruh you could have kept that but I love it anyway sorry just thought I should share because that was my my healthy slash athletic moment. <laughs> I can. You know you can get letters and other stuff like debating. You Ooh. like I didn't know debate was a. I would have done that. Yeah, you can get like letters and like other other activities, not done just sports. Debate or math. Yeah. Yeah. No. I would That's one thing I wish I had done is debate in high school. Me too, I right? I think we would have been great at it. But I know. I wanted to be a great debater. Oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> okay. It's not too late. You can go to grad school, join the debate club. No? It's just not have the same effect, I don't think. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so moving on along from our, from our childhood dreams, yet, yet real life. Our slight digression. Right. Huge digression. Um, so we, we were, I just want to, I just want the listeners to know, or y'all to know, that we're going to be talking about everything, like Tashelle already mentioned, we'll be talking about health disparities, such as like covid we may or may not touch on some insurance things. We'll be talking about housing issues too. That also plays into health um, and what transient health may look like or just access to healthcare um, in general. We'll be talking about how politics plays a role in each of those things. We'll be talking about um, health in health and incarceration. Um, also specifically health, incarceration and COVID what that looks like. We'll also be talking about mental health and we'll probably spend a bit of time here as well. Not just talking about general mental health in the black community, but also how um, black women's mental health plays a role and how black men's mental health plays a role. Because I think that those are things that while black women um, have kind of risen to the the sort of the top and began reclaiming like our health and talking about it and becoming more open which is a beautiful thing to see um and to a certain extent black men have as well i think that there's still things that are largely um under i guess undiscussed with each of those Mm -hmm. things so i think that whether it's us sharing some of our own personal narratives or possibly bringing on some other people to talk about theirs, um, we would love for y'all to tune back in. I also think along with that, we should probably talk about um, postpartum depression because that's something I don't Mm -hmm. think we talk about a lot. Um, And we'll be talking about things like domestic violence. Um, And so I hope that each of y'all take the time to come and tune in 
with us as we go on this journey. Um, allow your loved ones to listen in. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to each of us on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page. When I say Instagram, I mean our individual pages. So mine is Shekinah underscore Pearl. Jasmine's is Jasmine Walton 17. Shelf is love underscore to shelf. This is Instagram, okay. right? So, That's not like yes. That. Maybe mm-hmm. I need a more professional one. I just thought of that, but okay. No, no. no I feel like Instagrams need to be like so like you. you yeah, know what I, I mean? Right. Like, like, I don't know. My, my Instagram is definitely me <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so if you're mine not- is yeah. You said yours is what? Well, I was just gonna say like I haven't changed mine since I made it when I was seventeen. That just tells you guys how old I am. Oh my lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jasmine may need to do a revamp of hers, but everybody else's is up to date. <laughs> um but Please reach out to us if y'all have any questions um, or need access to different resources and things. And like I said, I hope that y'all tune in and give us a little listen. So, tune in. We also have a new segment in each of our episodes called Girl Talk. You like my like fight general there? No? Okay. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Thanks for the support, guys. Um, It's called Girl Talk. And Miss Jasmine can explain what that'll be and lead us into that. And then we'll get going on. Yeah. So I had this brilliant idea that we should have a segment called Girl Talk so that we can discuss issues that are affecting women in our daily lives from relationships to like picking out the right feminine products at the grocery store to buying a car, you name it. So definitely hit me up on Instagram um, to if you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss um, because we'll be talking about everything under the sun and I'll be just a short little thing, just everybody kind of giving their feedback about the topic and like their own personal experience if they've ever had situations like that so it'll be really cool really interesting and we'd love for you guys to engage with us online and if you've ever been through those experiences that we'll be talking about definitely reach out to us we are here um for support yes well do you have a question with it now, or should the listeners wait till next time? Oh, girl. Yeah. So, our first question for our Girl Talk series. Mm-hmm. is I was thinking about this, right? And it's like this whole idea of the independent woman, right? Because mm-hmm. I really think nowadays, we're in 2020, soon to be 2021, guys, only a couple of weeks left. So... I was thinking about this and I was I was reading something online and it was like who should pay for the check at given? Right. And now I I myself I am in a very long term committed relationship. 
So I haven't been on a date in a really long time with somebody like that I just met, right? Like a first date. Haven't really had one of those in a lot in years, you know. And so for for me, like when we first started dating, we I didn't pay for anything, guys, for the first like six months that we dated. Mm-hmm. Which I feel I've heard is sort of a privilege nowadays. I feel like it's very important for the man to pay. I don't know how what that length of time is in the dating, but mine was mine was about six months, which you know is cool. But now we, you know, kind of split every like everything. We kind of like you know one after the other. So the question is, one, who should pick up the check? And two, when you're dating somebody, how long should should the person continue to be the sole provider of paying for dates? Thoughts? <laughs> if you can see our faces, I feel like it tells the story and answers your question. <laughs> I just feel really attacked right now, first of all. Chill, <laughs> go, go ahead. No attacking. Okay, okay, I'll start. Right when you said independent woman, I literally also felt attacked because I have been <laughs> criticized since I have was in, I'll say was in the dating game for not letting men do what men are supposed to do. So the way I answer this question and the way my dad would answer this question, he'd probably be ashamed of me. I always like say I'm going to pay for my own. I don't know what it is. I think it's like a commitment thing. And I don't, I, we haven't really bought, mm. brought in signs. And I know signs people say is a made up science, but as an Aquarius person, <laughs> I have commitment issues. And I feel, like if, I feel like if they pay, that's like me committing to something. So if I pay my, if I pay for my food and I decide not to talk to them again, I don't feel as bad. But if they pay, then I feel bad. I have that inherent obligation. Like, I I think it's just totally something that my I was wired in a weird way. I don't know. So I have learned that oh. I need to, if they want to pay, I need to just accept that. I'm blocking my blessings when I'm a, saying I'll pay half or all of it. And maybe that's why I dated such... Not bro- broke sounds bad. Like, that's the only word I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had the best luck. <laughs> and part of me likes. Okay, me I mean, me. I dated. Like, I can pay. Okay. Now I regret it. Right? Indep- that's also. I regret it now. <laughs> yeah. And see, I've been told. I dated an Aquarius. One oh, time. my Lord. <laughs> and you, Aquarius, I'm just saying. We got, oh, we got commitment issues, but yeah, I've been I've been told that I it's emasculating. Mm-hmm. Air quotes to not allow them to pay, to to be too independent. I've even been told I shouldn't talk about my degrees and school when I first meet people. So that's another thing about oh, uh, So it's very interesting. Like what do you say? What do you do? And then I have that added We'll have to bring that one up. And then I have an added later layer that I'm a package deal. So sometimes I don't bring that up until like I know someone either. And some people say, bring it up right away. Some say, wait. So this is a different, this is a hard topic for me, but I have been single for a long time. I feel like a chronic 
single person if that could be a diagnosis she kind of let me know let me know if that's a real diagnosis because i am chronically single but by choice because i'm sure if like i had actually given people a chance or went back and been like oh we could try they might say yes i don't know i feel that i've changed my ways i'll let you pay now I feel all of that <laughs> to the depth of my spirit. I just want you to know. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, I feel <sighs> so indifferent about all of that, right? Because like so I, my family and I, we're from Southern Mississippi. And so in the South, you're just kind of raised to like, let a man be chivalrous, like paying for meals or opening doors or like, you know, doing all of that. And my, like my, my first like real boyfriend when we were dating like long-term, he did pay for everything. And he did like open doors and do all of that. And it was great. But then one time I went out with this guy for like a school dance and I asked him to go, but I was just so used to like how how my boyfriend at the time did things that when I asked him out, he like legit made me pay for everything and he ordered like the most expensive thing on the menu. And then I ended up just ordering a salad. And I remember being so upset. Like, I was putting this man in my head for, like, the longest. And he, like, really didn't even realize anything was wrong. And I know he didn't because after he also, like, proceeded to add me on, like, Snapchat and Instagram and all this stuff. And I was, like, still not over it. Like, you deadass owe me $30.82 to this day plus interest. But anyway, um, I... I I also feel chronically single, but not by choice. I'm ready to be wifed up. I just claim. Um, <laughs> she a good one. I don't know. Huh? I said she a good one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, sis, but a shout. Um, I feel like it depends on who asks for the date. On uh, as to who may pay. Um. Seeing as how I never ask anybody out, it will probably never be me paying. <laughs> I'm <not laughs> you know. I mean, I'm just being real with it. Like if I ask you out, like I'll I'll come prepared to pay, but like I'm never gonna be that bold as to do that. So it's like I'm never expecting to pay. Um, but I think after we've we've established that we're an exclusive, I think when we have that established that we're an exclusive item then we can start going half on things or I can just start paying it because then I know like, okay, like you and I are solely invested in each other and I don't mind paying that. Right. But like, if we're just dating, like, and we're dating any and everybody, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. That also goes to like Christmas gifts and stuff. Right. Cause like Christmas is coming up. Holidays are coming up. Like, do you get a gift if you've only been talking for a month or two? No. Nope. Like, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> I like gifts. So, like, I'm finna get you a gift because I'm expecting a gift. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, you're saying, let's just clarify this really quick. So, you're saying after you've been dating for, like, one month, maybe two months, you 
are expecting a gift. But if like so, so it's December, right? And I just want to. I just want to clarify I mean, this. For the I'm about to. So I'm saying it's like it's December right now, right? If we started talking in September, or October, and like we're exclusively dating, like yes, in December I'm expecting a gift or a gift card, something of some sort to open on December 25th. Yes. Okay, so we're talking about for the holidays, not just in general after a month of dating. No, I'm talking about for like if it's a holiday season or like say my birthday is in May. So if we start talking in like March, I'm expecting a Christmas gift. I mean, a birthday gift in May. Like, okay. yeah, I mean, I feel like that's valid. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that you got to randomly send me gifts. But I'll also preface this by saying I've never dated a man who, like, randomly sent me flowers or anything anyway. So, like, you could do it. And I think I'd probably fall a little harder, but I wouldn't just be like, I'm expecting it. Yeah, I've learned not to have very many expectations because I think the rom-com set us up for failure because we're like, you kind of, oh, this is what they'll probably do, etc. No, I realize mm-hmm. like if you want something, you actually have to let them know because they can't read our minds. No, sit. But even to that point, so so I was dating a guy recently. And I let him know. I'm very vocal. I don't leave things up. I'm very community. Community. I communicate in relationships. <laughs> and I told him, and he still didn't do it. And I was like, okay, well. I think it depends. It totally depends on the guy too, like their level of commitment, and maybe just like, I don't. No, I don't. Maybe not even that. They're just different. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're different. Yeah. Wait, what, for lack of I'm words? Just... <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm just willing to pull an Oprah. You know? Oh, you trying to get you a segment? Girl, at this point, that's all that's what out there. You got the last, the last good man. And also, don't let Jasmine fool y'all. Because she said, I'm in a really serious long-term relationship. Sis got the ring. Sis, sis. This is on her way down the aisle, and I'm finna be her maid of honor, even though she won't let me. <laughs> and the Lord's. And the Lord's. We're about to be her maid of honor you right. unofficially. Also, I'll invite myself publicly. <laughs> right. To show to your cheeks. I, I just want you guys to all know, like, you guys are hearing this firsthand that I have openly expressed that I do not want any sort of bridesmaid things because. I just want to let the listeners know, like, I'm a Leo, and I am a Leo through and through. And it okay. is about her. I, <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is I will be difficult. I love you guys so much as friends that I would never want to put you guys through that. So I'm trying to do this for the betterment of you all. And let me just also put out there, because, you know, Miss Pearl wants to just say that I've been in this committed relationship, I got the ring, she's making it sound so easy. Let me tell y'all listeners, okay, it's been six long years, okay, for the ring. It doesn't happen overnight. Yes, and we live in Utah, so when we went to go get the ring, they was like, this is a little long, isn't it? <laughs> you guys are a little behind schedule. Most people are getting their rings after six months of dating. So, you know, yeah. And I'm like, yes, sir. We, we know. 
thank you you know so just just want to throw that out there for all of you guys um it was a long road it it is longer people continue to ask me when we're going to set a date and i will let you all know right now there will be no date set until covid i just want to add that her man her fiance sounds amazing i hope to meet him one day but he sounds amazing he cooks I want he does it all. Give me one of those. Yes, he does. Honestly, like, and I love Jasmine, and she knows this. And, like, in knowing them both, like, he's the nice one in their relationship. Like, <laughs> he's the nice That is just because you guys are not here day in and day out, okay? I want you guys to all know like, I do a lot for him. I don't, well. I don't okay, doubt yes, that. He does do the I'm not going to diminish he does do the clean team. You said he's what? I said he does do the cooking and clean team, but I still do laundry. I'm not going to say the roles of y'all's relationship because I don't know that, and I don't know the ins and outs. I'm just saying every time we all hang out, it's like Miles, Miles is, he's, he's just the same, you know, because Jasmine's like a lot you know if you ever never met her in prison she's a lot but I love her a lot because really the three of us we're all a lot so it would it would have to take someone like someone like Miles for Jasmine and someone with those same sort of characteristics before any of us got married Mm -hmm. because I'll admit I know I'm a lot Mm -hmm. so Oh, I'm a lot to handle. I'm a lot. I'm a like I said, I'm a Leo. And if you don't know, you should look it up. I don't. I mean, since we're all throwing out zodiac signs, I'm a Taurus. So okay. Yes. But uh, (laughs) um, great girl talk. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Yep. So you guys can look forward to these every time we record an episode. We will throw this quick tidbit in there and just. Give our little two cents. And if you have other topics you want us to cover, shoot me Please do. Um, and then lastly, on our way of signing out, we are now asking the question of the series, which is, why does Black health matter to you? So, Miss Tichelle, why does Black health matter to you? Well, Black health matters to me because I am Black. My family is Black. And that's the population I, I work with the most. Thank you. Miss Jasmine, why does Black Health matter to you? Yeah. I've been thinking about this one word answer since we decided this was going to be our question. I have yet to come up with a really good answer other than it's important because I'm Black. That was good. I like that. I like that. Um, for me, black health matters to me because at some point I may or may not want kids. And when that happens, I want to make sure that I don't die in childbirth and that my babies don't die in childbirth for unnecessary reasons. That is why Black Health matters to me. Yes. 
Alrighty, ladies, thank you for your time today. And I look forward to going on this new Black Health journey with y'all. Me too, girls. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. (laughs) Okay. So, as always, signing off. Remember that don't nobody got us like we got us. Bye. Bye.